Hello, everybody. Listening to the Fairweather Podcast, your boy 2K Suave. I'm here with my dog, Alex Rodriguez. And we are back in full health after a crazy, crazy, crazy weekend um, from the sports world, from the world. I mean, the universe was just spinning on its axis a little bit. And I feel like we got a little piece of everything. And on, on Monday, I personally woke up and my body was in shambles. Um, I'm getting old. Uh, so there's that. Hey, Rod, how was your weekend? <laughs> yeah, a lot of drinking this weekend. So going to take it super easy this this weekend for sure. Um, but a lot of great sports this weekend for sure. Yeah. I all mean, over the place. All, all through the whole atmosphere. I mean, obviously, for, for starters, the greatest soccer game I've ever watched might be the, the greatest sporting event that I've ever watched. Uh, we were able to watch that game together at Riveters. Um and yeah, it, I mean, it lived up to its hype. And then in the NFL, we saw craziest shit, history being made, monstrous comebacks, huge choke jobs, you know, guys getting hurt. Guys, it's just, I mean, we bad refereeing. We saw it all. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's let, let's let's kick this bad boy off. So, um, cool. obviously, you know, keeping it on that Saturday, you know, there was a lot of choke jobs that happened on that day and you know we got to just kick it off with the Colts game and the Vikings game because I ain't never seen nothing like that before so I want to give me your insight on what you experienced with that with that football game all right so that game I literally was going to lunch with some going to lunch at um what is it Green Lemon so walk into Green Lemon and it's like right before the half and it's 33-0. And I look at that game and I'm like, well, the Vikings really shipped the bed this week. Colts, you know, I sent you the text message of the funny, the funny stat. Jeff Saturday is the first coach with the last name Saturday to coach on a Saturday. That wasn't a but funny stat. We were... I, was so, I was so annoyed. <laughs> it is pretty stupid. Um but but he was definitely looking like he was in line to be the first Saturday to get a win on a Saturday. And the Vikings said, hold my beer. Um, and we preach this all the time, man. Like, primetime cousins can never shine in those big lights. But when it comes to regular season cousins, dude is on point. Um, Vikings did everything they could to win that game. And no offense to Matt Ryan, but he's been in this situation before. Um, and he lost it. And throwing one touchdown in the game – uh, ain't gonna ain't gonna help you win this game to be honest with you I mean the field goal kicker was out there doing his job made and he used five for five on all his field goals at like 18 points 18 of the 33 points <laughs> and and the defense got a touchdown so like what are we really doing here and I mean Jonathan Taylor goes out that that hurts you as well but but as I'm sitting there eating lunch um I watched touchdown throw I'm like okay he's, you know they're gonna claw their way back into this game it's you know it's what every team does they don't want to go out without swinging and then they just started I'm, I'm sitting there conversing and i look up again and it's like 27 33 and i'm like i gotta find a way to stall i gotta find a way to stall and watch the rest of this game because this is this is amazing what's happened but yeah the giants do i mean the giants the vikings like really made jeff saturday and the saints look really really stupid on the big stage on, on saturday so yeah, I don't like, know, man. I, I, it was a great win. It was a great win, though. 
when that game started, you know, I was like, oh, I, first of all, I woke up hungover on Saturday. I don't normally get hung, uh, hungover. I think I'm, I'm pretty, like, I've gotten past my 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 youngin days when I used to get hungover all the time. I, my body's just gotten used to it now. So, but on Sunday, I mean, on Saturday, I woke up. Uh, we had a holiday party the night before. I drank a lot of red wine. And, uh, yeah, it got to my head the next morning. So I completely forgot that there was going to be NFL football in the first place. I was watching Deion Sanders' son uh, uh, chop it up at uh, with Jackson State game, and they ended up losing that. So, you know, it was, you know, they, they, that to me was like an impressive game. Shador Sanders throws a touchdown, so Sanders does overtime. I thought that was going to be the highlight of the day, right? And like you said, the yeah. Vikings said, hold my beer, because I didn't see I, – I, there's no way you could have predicted this, but – when it was 33-7, to seven, I was like, okay, okay, they scored. It was when it was 33-14, to 14, I said, I tweeted this. I said, um, the Vikings better, I mean, the Colts better not let the Vikings win this game. And sure enough, I mean, I could just see the momentum shift. And you know, we talk about Kirk Cousins. Technically, that's a primetime game because it was the only football game that was on at the time. And my man threw for 400 yards in the second half alone. My man put up 50 fantasy points. Like, he... He went out there and just killed it that fourth quarter. And um, I mean, I already I already know how I feel about um Jeff Saturday getting that job. I mean, I just I don't understand the logic behind it. And Matt Ryan to me has been the most average good quarterback I, I've ever I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, he got to a Super Bowl, but the man has already given up a historic comeback in the past, 28 to 3. And now that's nothing. 33 to 0. Zero. You all you have all you have to do is just not give them back the football. You know, don't be stupid. Run smart plays or run the clock. But same shit that they did in the Super Bowl with uh with Atlanta, same shit Jeff Saturday just pulled. And um it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's a it's the choke job for, for the ages. We're probably never gonna see anything like this before. But um, I mean kudos to Kirk Cousins, honestly, like. I, we can all poo-poo on the Colts all we want. The Colts are, are four and nine and one or some shit like that. They're, they're a bad football team. Okay, let's just keep it a buck. But Kirk Cousins, he's a he's he 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 has his moments where he really will impress you, but then he does dumb shit. So it's like I understand you know the hate that he gets, but he he been rocking those gold chains all, all year, man. He, hey, I, I like saw that. I saw a tweet that somebody said, "Yo, somebody give uh, Kirk Cousins chain back." I was like, "Yeah, it's like you give him back his chain because they were ready to snatch that shit at halftime." So I'm proud of him, even though I I, I don't want the Vikings to be that good because you know they're in my conference. You know, I'm, I'm proud of what they were able to accomplish because that's that's hard shit, hard shit. Uh, but um, as far as other teams that choked, uh, who who was the next team that choked? Oh my god! Can we talk about Bill Belichick? Can we talk about Matt Patricia? Can we talk about Jacoby Myers and Ramondre Stevenson? Can you please tell the the, the the fans what you experienced on that last play of the game? Yeah, so I didn't watch this game personally, but I did hang out with Sammy from Tiny Sports that night, and I saw the highlight, and my jaw dropped, man. My jaw dropped. Um, and he just looked at me and said, I don't want to talk about it. And I And I get that. That's... That's a that's a crazy play. Um, all you had to do was just like you you know kneel the ball, and or try and go for a score. And if there's no try, go to overtime. That's yeah, it. Exactly. That's 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 it. You have one play, get the playoff, and and that's it. 
get the playoff and, and then go into overtime. You know, the, the Patriots are notorious for pulling pulling off wins in the overtimes and made a better team win right there and then. And I think the Patriots could have held their own. But instead, you hand the ball off to Ramondre Stevenson, which was the correct play to do, and he runs for an elegant 25, almost 30 yards and says, you know what? There's a guy behind me. I'm going to pitch it back. Bonehead right there. Bonehead right there. However, Ramondre is just as guilty as Jacoby Myers, but I'm putting a, I'm pointing all fingers at Jacoby on this one, man. I get it if you do another pitch back, but still don't. Just get tackled, go to overtime. But for you to throw the ball across the field, across the field, and 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 not even have the right handing on it to throw it, and it just goes to former Patriot Chandler Jones, who was waiting for something like this, and he's not going to be stopped. And then on top of that, on top of that, mushes your quarterback into the ground who's trying to make a tackle and runs it in for a touchdown. The Raiders, we've been preaching all year. The Raiders find ways to lose games. Well, this way they found a way to win a game. And it was it was beautiful for the Raiders to keep their playoff hopes alive. Um, I still don't have a lot of faith in them. I still think they got a lot of parts they got to fix. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is this is uncanny of, of Bill – Bill Belichick type teams. What do, what do you know about this? I feel like you have some insight on it that that I, mean, I don't know. I mean, listen, man. I and I say, you know, I was right about the Bucks stinking this year because it didn't smell good. And then because I can walk outside my door, I smell Raymond James from the house, and it does not smell good. And then um, I felt the same way going into this season with the New England Patriots. Uh, first of all, when, when this whole Matt Patricia and Joe Judge thing started, I'm like, yo, this is going to be a recipe for disaster. Mac Jones just lost the coach that he just lost to in this game, uh, Mr. Josh Josh uh, Mickey D's over there, over in uh, Las Vegas. I mean, the apprentice beat the sensei. Like, that's what happened. And Mac Jones looked good under that offense. And I remember going into the year, who was it, Sammy? Or was it Sammy that say Mac Jones going to be a top five quarterback this year? Okay. Well, first of all, come on, man. Well, Sammy, we'll, Sammy. <laughs> Listen, one thing about Sammy, I love you to death, bro, but him and I are not the greatest Muslims because we do a lot of drinking. So it's all haram, but owning a dog is haram. So I said it, whatever it is. Sammy's drunk. Yeah, I, that was a different kind of drunk, man. I, I was kind of concerned about him. But anyway, <laughs> Matt Jones looks like a bottom-tier quarterback now. And that's because this offense doesn't make sense. And the team is so erratic now. Like, this is not the Patriot way anymore. And – what we saw in Tampa, what we're seeing right now in Tampa Bay, another choke job that we can talk about, um, how it does not look good. It smells bad and everybody is skipping practice and Tom Brady is going to to weddings instead of practice. I mean, everything is just bad, 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 right? It's the same thing going on in New England, just in a, on a different level. Like, they don't have any, you know, you talk about this all the time. They have no identity. They 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 have one thing going for them. Uh, they go play some defense sometimes. You know, uh, Judon is tied for, for, I think he's tied for the lead in sacks right now. Like, they're going to play some defense now. They're going to, you know, they, they that's how they beat you guys was a punt return. Special teams, you expect them to do a little bit smart on th- that kind of stuff too. That offense though, yeah, that offense is not going anywhere. It's it's, it's a quicksand right now. And they don't have the answer. Mac Jones doesn't look good. And then that, that's that play in question. The running, Ramondre, game, the running game is fine, though. The running yeah, game is running fine. game, Ramondre Stevenson has been a revelation. But that's that's Bill Belichick. He's always going to have a pretty decent running game. But Tom Brady was 
that important to that offense, and nobody can replicate what he obviously did for 20 years. And the Ramondre, great. You got the 25 yards. Just go down. You know, you pad your stats. Thank you for the fantasy points. I appreciate it. But you pitch. You, this is chaos because at the end of the day, the play in the huddle was to run it down the middle and go down. He runs it down the middle and chaotically, frantically passes to Jacoby Myers. At this point, it's chaos because that wasn't the plan in the first place. Like, what are you doing? So Jacoby panicked. I mean, I want to blame Jacoby a lot more than Ramondre, but I actually put a little bit more blame on Ramondre for starting off this shit in the first place. The man just had, you had one job, go down. But he pitches to Jacoby. Jacoby's about to get tackled. So the smart thing in his head to do was, I'm going to throw it across the field to my quarterback, which makes no sense because what the hell was Mac Jones going to do with that football anyway? Mac Jones going to outrun that whole defense to get to the end zone? No. On top of the fact that, oh, boy, is right standing right there. I mean, it's just – it was bad, man. It was – it was. It didn't look good, bro. It, it was embarrassing. did not smell good at all. Like The best way to explain, like, you know, you got to put blame on them both, though. Like, you know, Ramondre's the guy, I don't know, taking the credit card that he should have. He's swiping. He's like, hey, I'll buy you whatever you want. And Jacoby's like, yeah, let me get this. So he's a culprit to it. Guilty by association. Oh, just drop with the ball. As soon as the ball came in, he said, fuck, and drop. Should have just went down with it. But instead, everybody wanted to get cute. Everyone wanted to be cute. And I get the willingness to win. I get, like, oh, there's a play. But, like, unless there's another guy on the opposite side of the field that's just standing there like, you know, I'm wide open. There's nobody in front of me. And I don't think there was anybody there. But even at that, that's a that's a risky play. That's not a play they teach you in sports. Because, to and do. it wasn't something that they called in the huddle. So nobody knows what the hell is going on. On top of the fact that the game is tied. You're playing for overtime at this point. What are you doing? Like, none of this is necessary. Because what could go wrong will go wrong. That's just how that shit works. And, I mean, like, I watched that play over and over. And it's just like. This has to be a prank. Like this, this must be like written. Like th- maybe, maybe uh, the NFL is really the WWE, and this was written in the script because the Colts making that comeback was, was makes zero sense to me. Um, <laughs> the Patriots doing that crazy shit makes zero sense to me. And then we could talk about Dak Prescott choking again. Tom Brady was up seventeen to zero on Cincinnati at home. At home. And then they have four turnovers, turnovers in a row. Bill Belichick, I mean Tom Brady, threw two picks, two intercept, I mean, uh, two fumble, f- fumbles lost. Tom Brady. I don't know which was worse to, in your opinion, because the Jags needed that win, so that was big for them. And then the Cincinnati Bengals are like the hottest team in the league right now. So now that's there, and they took over Baltimore for uh, the division lead. So uh, tell me how you feel about both of those, and which one was worse. Um, we've been preaching about the Bucks all year, man. Something has not smelled right in Tampa Bay, and then you get the you get the 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 word that Tom Brady's going to keep his options open for next season, which definitely means the man's a competitor. All he knows is sports. Like he's not ready for the booth. He's probably going to jump ship from Tampa Bay and go somewhere else. My my guess is going to be Las Vegas. That's just my my that guess. That makes the most logical sense to me. There's there's talks of a New England reuniting but i don't i don't think that's gonna happen so hold your horses new england fans um but i mean that's we don't we don't think of tom brady as a guy who gives up leads when tom brady is comfortable with a lead um we 
we know like that's that's it. That's the end of the game. Tom Brady's just gonna, you know, stick more knives in you and make it hurt as much as he can because he's 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 a dog, man. That's he's the goat, he's the best to play the game. Um, but it, he hasn't looked like that this year. He's he's had some incredible wins, um, and he's had a lot of really bad ones this year. And the team on offense is I, I just don't get it how you can have so much talent on offense and be so bad. It makes no sense to me. Like him and Mike Evans, they don't look at each other anymore. That relationship is strained. Something's off. Something is off, and I have I can't put my put my thumb on it. Maybe we have to get lesson here and get real bucks talk and try and discuss that because I really want to know. Because I took for the first time ever in one of my fantasy leagues, I took Mike Evans. I was like, I'm gonna spite all these Bucks fans because Tom's gonna be throwing touchdowns. Like it's nobody's business. Yeah, yeah. First few games were good. And after that, it's just been mediocre. It was all life. good just a week ago. <laughs> exactly. Funny what? Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've been saying, Tom, I mean, uh, Joe Burrow is is on. We don't we don't talk enough about And I still feel like we're not talking enough about Joe because Burrow. Because it's Cincinnati. It's just weird to talk about Cincinnati. <laughs> it is. And and what's, what's weird about it is, like, they're the hottest team in the NFL right now with – We'll get to them in a second. The Lions and the Jaguars, like right on their tail. And San Fran. And San Fran, too. But San Fran, we expect that out of San Fran. Even though with the quarterback down, I mean, Purdy has no pedigree, has nothing to 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 really, like, hold a torch to what he's done in the NFL, but he's showing you what he can do. He's serviceable. And that's all you got to be is serviceable in a time like this. So, I mean, Joe Burrow is easily an MVP candidate. Easily an MVP candidate, but we don't we we want to focus on two and the and the and the star-studded offense around them. We yeah. want to focus on Josh Allen and everything he does for that team. We want to focus on Mahomes. We want to focus on Hurts, but we don't talk about the three receivers that he has and a decent tight end and a and two good running backs that are there that he works with. But Joe Burrow beating Tom Brady, I I was about to text and be like, I think our picks were bad that week. Yeah. He should have went with Tom. And sure enough, I was like, nah, t- KK can rest today. Not Joe Burr. <laughs> yeah. And then and then we can jump to the Cowboys um, and the Jags. I personally didn't watch that game. I felt like the Cowboys are going to easily take this one and, and molly whop the Jaguars. But Mike McCarthy, I mean, we, we preach this all the time. And I know you'll probably get into a little bit about your uh, assessment of the wide receiving core in, in Dallas. Um, it sucks. It sucks outside of CD Lamb. Like it's it's not good. You know they they got rid of Amari Cooper, who you and I thought hates the game of football, but gets a paycheck. Dude is balling in in Cleveland, and I think he's just like a stone faced person. Like he's just and just really is having so much fun. He's just like having the time of his life. Kawhi and, Leonard and numbers. He's literally Kawhi Leonard, but plays. So he he's definitely. Um, would have been a good mentor to keep their first CD lamb as long as they could keep him there. But you know, Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones wants to shine. Jerry Jones wants all the lights. Jerry Jones wants that shit to shine on people and they're not ready for some of that stuff. And I don't think CD lamb is, is personally ready for that, but Michael Gallup ACL injuries are hard to come back from a dime a dozen do very, very well after everybody else is just mediocre afterwards. And Michael Gallup has always been mediocre. He wasn't, he was a serviceable two for a little bit, but then they went and got players to leapfrog him, and then he got hurt. And whoever else is there, like, who cares? The running game is fine. The running game is doing really good with the one-two punch of Pollard and Zeke. Um, but Dougie P. But but Mike McCarthy just doesn't. He's he. 
I don't know. Like he's not probably, good. That's what that's what it is. Not good. It's not he'll good. find ways to lose games when he shouldn't. And Dougie P, let's not forget he used to my dog. Eagles. He won you a Super Bowl. He knows what the Cowboys look like. He knows how to play up against the Cowboys. He gets that hype. Dougie P is the real deal. If I had to pick a a bigger um, upset here between the two, I'm going Jags over Cowboys because we expect we expected Tom Brady to do bad. Like we. They're six and eight and gonna make the playoffs. Like this is embarrassing. Like, come on. Six and eight and gonna make the playoffs. Um, Cowboys are sitting pretty. The Cowboys are pretty hot. They're Trash. winning a lot of games, and then they lose to the Jaguars. But I always preach any given Sunday, anything can happen. So or Saturday, you know, or Thursday Saturday. or Monday. We're gonna have football every day of the week. If uh Jerry Jones, I'm not Jerry Jones, if Roger Goodell has his way. When NFL, when NFL is on, anything can happen. And also, sign OBJ. Like, come the fuck on. Nah, stop don't with, sign OBJ. Y'all don't need him. Y'all want a T.Y. Hilton. This. That's what you get. Go, go, go get yeah, your boy T.Y. Hilton. Stop and, with uh, this. I'm sick of hearing about this OBJ saga. Like, somebody signed the man already. But OBJ has a lot to do with it himself because, you know, he get, you know he's on a public Always world tour. Always does. Always does. I tell you. He's I, on a hey, public oh, world tour. I'm in- <laughs> But I am I am an OBJ fan now. You heard it here first once again. I'm so I'm proud a of OBJ you. Fan. I'm an OBJ fan. I love OBJ. I just want him to come to Philly. He don't need to go to that trash ass. He don't need to go to that. Listen, you got, are a selfish person. You are talk, a selfish person. No, no, no. We talking about the wide receivers, right? You know, Seed Lamb to me is overrated. Not, not good. Michael Gallup is. Uh, he tricked me. I thought he was supposed to be good. Um, obviously he just came back from the ACL thing and we saw the same thing with Chris Godwin. It took him some time to turn him back up. Um, I haven't seen anything from, uh, Gallup, Noah Brown, Jalen Tobert, uh, trash, trash, uh, Dalton Ooh. Schultz. Okay. Overrated. <laughs> what, what they got. No, he's good. Fine. He's good. What they do have though is Mr. Tony Pollard and, uh, he's making everybody's life a lot easier. And, you know, the smart thing that they have done is allow those two, him and Zeke, to be, you know, featured in the offense a lot more. But when it comes down to it for all the marbles, do I want Dak Prescott making my, saving my, you know, my juice? First of all, they almost lost to Texas last week. So we already know that they suspect. And then it turned out around, go up by 17 points and still find a way to lose to Jacksonville. The Cowboys don't, don't do it for me. They don't scare me. I ain't concerned. You know, they, they, they ain't nothing to me, bro. There's nothing there. Tampa Bay, you know, we've been saying it all year. I've been saying it all year. since I've been saying this since Gasparilla when they when they fake retired. I said, yo, Tampa Bay going to suck next year. Even when he came back. I'm like, yeah, nope, I don't see it. Offensive line is gone. He's he's playing uh, tap dance back there, and they making his ass tap. And then he's getting <laughs> to the ground. He's th- misthrowing Mike Evans. Like you said, that relationship does not exist. He definitely loves Chris Godwin, though. I'll tell you that. Like, he, he loves him. Godwin. Outside of that, he's throwing the rookie tight ends. He's overthrowing Mike Evans. Uh, Russell Gage is in and out. Scotty Miller is in and out. Like, they don't have any consistency whatsoever. Um, uh, I feel like, and I, and I love, and I, I, I see the blame all on Twitter. Uh, all you guys, oh Byron Leftwich and da, 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 and yo, stop, stop trying to crucify Byron Leftwich because when he won you a Super Bowl, you were like, give that guy the head coach. And exactly, job. he was it. just a head coaching candidate a few months ago because of the job that he did with Tom Brady. Okay, so I don't want to hear that bullshit. Okay, can they have called a better game? Maybe. Can Tom Brady throw the ball better though? Yes, absolutely. Like 
you know, we talk about the offensive line. You know, what is what have we learned with Tom Brady's career? He's the best at making the most out of nothing. That's what made him like we used to say, oh yeah, back in, in New England, yeah, the offensive line was always good in New England. So I'll give him that. But he was throwing to Chris Hogan and uh a former lacrosse player, Julian Elman, and like he was throwing to the most random of people in New England. Now he's throwing to Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, who were balling with Jameis. They didn't need Tom Brady to be balling. They were balling with Jameis already. And then you get the the, the help of AB, and now you got Julio Jones, and you're like you got a lot of good talent. And I, I they don't they're the worst offense in the NFL. Like they they've only scored over twenty one points like two or three times, and they've lost all of those games. So they're pathetic. Uh, Cincinnati's hot, uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> and the Cowboys are bad, and it's plain and simple. Now. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be nice because, damn, I hate to see bad football and stuff like that, but I'm going to leave that alone. And speaking of um, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott has 11 interceptions on the year, which is third, third most in the league. Well, you know what's sad about that? Dak Prescott missed four, four or five games. How, how are you third in interceptions thrown and you've missed Four or five of those football games, he's not good. Okay, and then um, I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave that alone because uh, we'll keep it with quarterbacks. Um, we're gonna go to you, uh, Mister Mister J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Which Matt of, Wilson? Which of those games is more embarrassing of a choke artist? Because nothing's gonna hold the torch to the to the Patriots losing, but between the Jags and the and the Jags game and the Bucks game, which one would you say? None of them were embarrassing to me because I expected them both. Okay. There it is. There's my answer. Okay. Wow. I expect the Bucks to be trash. He really hates the Cowboys. And I, I expect the Dougie P to <laughs> deliver when he, he needs to come through for the first what, what did they give? What did they give Dougie P? What did the city of Philadelphia we send get the, We sent them 35 cheesesteaks and some french fries. We well deserved. Love it, man. I, I, Dougie P, man. We, we, we got a statue of him and Nick Foles outside the stadium, uh, Philly special. So. You, he's cemented into my heart forever. So thank you, Dougie B. I appreciate it. Uh, and thank you for letting Trevor Lawrence ball because he's on my fantasy team since Kyler Murray went down. And he's been balling for me, and he's going to carry me to a, a championship against my former coworkers, which will be nice poetic justice for me. I'm in, I'm in it, too, am I against my former core. I text my I text my old core and said, if you're getting anything from me for Christmas, it's going to be this championship. Poetic justice. I love it. All right. Now, let's move on to your football team since we're talking about quarterbacks. You know, obviously, you know, this Mike White, Zach Wilson fiasco is now a controversy. Who would have thought? Last year, we kind of played around with it, but now it's like legit. It's a Mike, thing. Mike White wasn't clear to play uh, against the Lions, and now he's not clear to play against the uh, Jags on Thursday Night Football. So kind of just let me know, you know, how you felt, you know, with, with that whole situation with the Lions game and then kind of moving forward. Um. Well, I, I told you these next four games for this team are going to be tough. We got to play Detroit. Um, I think it's the Seahawks next, then the Jags. Then the... You got the Jack, the Jags, Seahawks, Miami. Okay, so regardless, it's a, it's a tough path because all four of those teams, and if you include us, that's five, are fighting for a playoff spot. And Detroit is hungry and has woken up. You woke up the line and the Lions are there. So Mike White did everything he could 
to try and play this game. And and I tip my hat to Robert Sala for coming out and say he saw 10 doctors. He really wants to play, but we told him, you know, you need to relax. We, we got to look, we got to put the player before the team now at this point. And I'm, and I'm happy. That's a good, that's an answer I want from my head coach. You know, I don't want him to throw him out there. And I don't want to look like the Mets when we have to like get rid of all of our good players because they don't know how to manage them. So all of our pitchers, in this case, our quarterback, um, losing Mike White is tough. So what do you fill it in with? You have either Zach Wilson, who says some bonehead shit, and the team shunned him for a little bit. Or you have Mr. I took the reins at the beginning of the season and threw for a shit ton of yards. I think it was like 400 yards, and he was top five in the league before they decided. Or no, I think it was like 600 yards before they decided to to uh, bench him for Zach Wilson when he came back from injury. And Zach Wilson stunk it up. Um, it's tough. Um, I told you the the team is already like not rallied behind Zach Wilson, but they they got his back. And CJ, uh, whatever his last name is, uh, the tight end we got from the Bengals. Oh, like Zoma. He, Zoma, yeah, he's he's a he's a good locker room presence. So now I get why we got him, and he got two touchdowns last week. Listen, I talked about it over the summer. You poo pooed on it. Like I don't care about CJ Zoma. I I as as a talent wise, no, he's no, talented, not a, but he's good. We we. Give, I, hey, just I want, got Conklin too. That's a nice know, little one-two punch. That's not that's not CJ. He's doing more of the touchdowns. But I know why they got CJ there. He's a good locker room presence, and I'm happy with it now because they need that veteran, like old man, in there because the team is young. Yeah. Team is he was just in the Super Bowl earlier this year with the Bengals. He was. So I'm I'm happy with the signing, and they got his back, and and he showed some life with with Garrett Wilson, which was good. Um, he threw for 300 yards. Uh, okay, but I mean, he 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 didn't. I don't want to say he lost the game. It was just unfortunate. It's just a tight game, and and it came down to some some shit at the end. And you know, 58 yard field goal from Greg Zerline ain't gonna win you the game. Your boy Solid didn't ha- handle the clock well, and and he didn't. He didn't that. handle the clock well. Um, Greg Zerline could have hit that with the Rams a couple years back, but now I mean, 50 is about all he can give you right now. That's that's and that's stretching to give him a 50 yarder. Uh, but it it was it was you know coaching sucked there um but personally me uh i preach this all the time about players you know teams are quick to shun them and throw them to the to the wolves or you know basically carmelo anthony them and that's not what i want to happen to zach wilson i'm i'm not that type of guy we we invested a second round pick on this kid and if we no number 2 overall pick i know second round <laughs> And if we don't have faith in him, we got to see what we got. Um, so whether we trade him, uh, whatever we decide to do with him, whether we keep him as the backup and see if he's a service, serviceable too. I mean, we, we want to see what we get on him. So I get why they would start him over Joe Flacco. Now, me personally, knowing that we're clawing and we're fighting to get into a playoff spot, I would be starting Joe Flacco. Only because, one, his beginning of the season was pretty good. The team was all hyped for old man to get in there with the young kids, and he was doing it. He was working with the young kids, and he's won a, he's won a Super Bowl. He has that mentality. He knows how to win. But this team needs to run the ball more. Running the ball, I think it was – I gave you the line. I think it was like 21 times. Like, that ain't going to win. 22 carries, yeah. yeah our, our our run game is, is better than that. And I know everybody's like, oh, it's just on – Zonovan McKnight has been coming on. Bam is like really, really good for us. He's a he's a blessing in disguise. He had a bad game last week, but I mean that he he should have he should have had a better game. But 
they come. Your running back can't have a good everybody's not Derrick Henry. Derek, no one's gonna like play like Derrick Henry for you. And stop looking at your fantasy stats. Look at the other stuff they do. Look at the blocking, look at all the other stuff that those guys do. Um, but this these next three games that they got are gonna be scary. And then we get to play, like you say, primetime football on Thursday, one versus two. It's gonna be Zach Wilson because Mike White isn't cleared again. And I'm happy that they're they're gonna go this route. But if things start off shaky with Zach Wilson, you got to pull him, man. I'm sorry. You got to pull him because we've lost more games this season because of Zach Wilson than we have because of the defense and the coaching. So personally, I understand what they're doing. I'm 50-50 on everything. If it were me, I'd be putting Joe Flacco only because we have the we know what we get with him. We know the winning mentality we have with him or that he has not with him, that he has behind him. And he played pretty good in his first four games, even though they they lost very close games. But that's just me. I'm nervous as fuck. Um, I think it's going to be scary for the Jets to try and sneak in, but anything is possible. We've we've seen a crazy week. What what are we week fifteen? Week fifteen. Week yeah. 15. Yo, quite frankly, um, and the decision for why uh, Zach Wilson will be starting is because you invested a number two overall pick on him, aka. He's costing y'all money. So the the, the what, Chris Johnson, Woody Johnson, the owners of the team, they made the call down to, to the GM. GM made the, the call down to Salah. Like, yo, you starting Zach Wilson. All right? Like, this story's cute. Whatever. You're starting Zach Wilson. Because at the end of the day, they did not invest that type of pick. Like, the, why do you think they try to run? Why do you think San Francisco tried to run Garoppolo out the out the door? And they, because they invested, oh, they no, 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 don't leave, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. <laughs> they traded like picks to get uh, Trey Lance, and they, you know, what? because like they can't, you can't make that investment in the player and not start him. So they said, all right, Garoppolo, you got to go. And they, they, to to their credit, they got lucky. They got to hold on to him. And he still goes down again. So Brock Purdy show. But yeah, I mean, with your y'all situation, it's gonna be a little tough um for you to get into the playoffs. Uh even if it was Mike White, I mean, even when Mike White was playing, I mean, like the Vikings game, like he played well in that game, but like they couldn't overcome the overall, you know, of what Minnesota was and stuff like that. They couldn't get that last play in. And you know, you, you got the Jags, which is gonna be a big, that's something that's a big Thursday night game. So it's gonna come down to who got the bigger cojones. Is, is it is it Trevor Lawrence? Is it Sunshine or is it uh uh the Cougar Hunter, Mister <laughs> Mister Zach, Zachy Will? And uh, you know, if you ask me, I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't like to pick against my own team, and I wouldn't want to pick against your team. But you know, I, I the way Trevor Lawrence has been looking lately, it's a bad boy, man. That defense better come and play. <laughs> that look, Zay Jones has been balling on them. Uh, what's his name? Know how to catch? Can't even do that against my secondary, though. All right, we gonna see. Shows up. My I defense hope, shows I mean, up. I will give y'all this. Y'all held the Lions to twenty points. I mean, the Lions are an explosive offense all this year. So the defense will be there for you guys. So it's gonna it's gonna have to come down to will Zach Wilson be able to make that play, and is him and Garrett Wilson relationship anything remotely close to what Mike White and Garrett Wilson's relationship is. So. It is a little complicated because obviously you can tell the the whole team woke up when Mike White got in there. They they ride they I feel like they're ride or die for uh for Mike White. They just gonna ride for Zach Wilson though. Yeah. They ain't gonna they ain't gonna die for Zach Wilson. They'll ride for him though. <laughs> they're gonna run through. They're not gonna run through a wall for him, but they'll they'll definitely like push as hard as they can. Yeah, but so. it's it's scary. Like Mike Wilson, Mike Wilson, Mike White is the identity of the team, the quarterback, the one yeah. that they see things right with. 
as soon as Zach Wilson opened his mouth, he shot himself in the foot. And and that's that's you know we'll we'll see how he handles himself at the podium. This last game, he he said he's he's ecstatic to have a start and he'll he'll play his heart out. So I'm I'm happy for that. But we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, we can kind of just keep it there. I mean, again, it's so it's y'all, if Miami, Chargers, Titans, Jags, uh, like y'all basically all fighting for just a couple of spots. Uh, you guys are just on the outside looking in, tied with the Patriots, uh, both seven to seven, but the Patriots do have that tiebreaker over you guys. Jacksonville, six and eight. Las Vegas, somehow still in it, six and eight. Cleveland, somehow in it, six and eight. Pittsburgh, somehow in it, six and eight. Um, trying to hold off Tennessee, the Chargers, and Miami. So, um, you know, who do you think? So, first of all, who you th- who's going to win the uh, AFC South, Tennessee or Jacksonville? So, Tennessee is seven and seven, and they have the Texans, the Cowboys, and then the Jags. The Jags are six and eight, and they have the Jets, the Texans, and the Titans. So, basically, they're going to all – y'all, all three of y'all playing each other, and y'all going to cancel each other out in some way. But who's yeah. going to win the AFC South, first of all? The NFC South is trash along with the NFC South. So we all know that. The South is not where it's at this year. The Union oh, is winning oh. this year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Both South teams could go into the NF- into the playoffs with losing records almost. Prob- could happen. It could happen. Um, Very much so. And, and Tennessee and Jacksonville, I think it's going to come down to that final game. I think it's coming down to that final game. But if I'm a betting man... I'm putting Tennessee to win it, uh, win the division, and get into the playoffs for their for their division. Um, Baltimore sitting pretty. I think they'll be okay when Lamar comes back. I think the Chargers have finally woke up. Miami, though. That's the last spot. I did say at the beginning of the season, Miami would not make the playoffs. I remember saying that. I also apologized to Miami fans and said, I'm sorry for how I looked at this team. They're the real deal. Um, kind of like teetering on that one right now. Yeah. Um, I don't see Pittsburgh getting in. I don't see Cleveland getting in. Um, I don't see Vegas getting in. Um, Jacksonville is cute. Um, it's down in New England and the Jets. Me as a super fan, I want them to leapfrog and get in there with Miami. But then once again, it comes down to the final game of the season, and we got to see Miami. Yep. It's gonna be a bloodbath. Um. You know, if the if the Jets could have won last week, I would be a lot happier uh, with all of this. But if if I'm a betting man once again, I'm going to pick Miami to get that final spot into the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I don't. After what I saw with New England last week, uh, they're cooked. It's, it's not that they're cooked. It's 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 what we've been pre- preaching all year. Like the the offense isn't there. Um, Mac Jones, you see him frustrated on the sidelines, complaining. Uh, they 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 don't have any good receivers. I feel like Jacoby's nice until he's throwing the ball backwards. He's nice. Jacoby's is serviceable too, and or three on a team. And Judon is the only one making the plays really on defense. That guy's all over the fucking place, man. He's 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 crazy good. Yeah. Um, but I don't see New England with enough firepower. But they do have the tiebreaker over the Jets to leapfrog them. That's why they're there. Um, but if I'm a betting man, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Miami in that. I'm gonna put it the way it looks right there. Uh, four the tight the Titans, five Baltimore, six Chargers, seven Miami. Because so there's not gonna be no change. Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be any change there. I think it'll be like that. I think the Jets, the Jets could sneak in at seven, but it's gonna come down to that last game. And even with Tennessee and Jacksonville, 
think it's going to come down to that last game and see who gets that spot. Yeah, I think the Titans-Jags game is going to be definitely coming down to whoever wins that game gets in. They might have to flex that game to like the Sunday night football game or something like that. Uh, that that seems very exciting. And so the Jags got to play y'all, the Texans, and the Titans. And the Titans got to play the Texans, the Cowboys, and the Jags. So how much do I believe in the Titans? Somehow they always find a way to make the playoffs. Um and I feel like the Jags are still maybe just a year away from really like you. We we see how like uh, the Pelicans right now in the NBA are dominant. They're like top one of the top seeds, right? We all knew at the end of last year. Oh, yo, when they come back next year with Zion and CJ McCollum, we know they're gonna be one of the top seeds. And I feel like Jacksonville, you know, with one more little, you know decent draft, one more decent offseason, I feel like next year they'll be able to make that move. Um, but you know, if I was a betting man, I'd probably bet the t- uh, Titans to win the division. But my heart wants to see Dougie P in the playoffs, so uh, that that's gonna be tough for me. But I, I, the Titans got playoff experience, so I got to give them that at least. At the end of the day, I got to give them that, and they got Derrick Henry. I got to give them that. Okay, <laughs> um, Baltimore, they got to get Lamar back. Um, I'm, I'm a little concerned about Baltimore, but <laughs> they got to get Lamar back. Uh, that's going to be key to me for them to really solidify that spot. And then the Chargers' schedule is the Colts, the Rams, and the Broncos. They're going to win all three of those games. So <laughs> the Chargers finally are going to get into the playoffs, and we're going to see if uh, Justin Herbert is really hit. Because, you know, people, when we talk about the, the best young quarterbacks, Justin Herbert is always being mentioned. And I'm like, you got to show me. You got to show me. You got to get the playoffs. They write him off, though. They write him off, and then they write him back on. That, that's the thing about sports media is, like, they're quick to write somebody off, you know. When when you lose your entire offense, like like the Chargers have pretty much had all year. The what they've done like, this year is crazy. Exactly, you gotta be you gotta be like admiring that. Like he's young. Like if you expect a kid to come out and start gunslinging right out the gates, like no, it takes time. Yeah, it took time for Peyton Manning to become what he was because his first year with the Colts was not pretty. Twenty eight interceptions. Yeah, it took time for him. So give him time. Like he's he's the best thing coming out of like in, in the last two years he's gonna be good it's gonna be good he ain't better than trevor lawrence that's my boy nah, that's my dog better than trevor. <laughs> uh but yeah the Chargers are definitely getting in so it's gonna come down again to the last spot uh miami got green bay new england and then y'all he's like which miami is gonna show up and green bay has a chance to make the playoffs in this and this shit so green bay is not coming not letting that shit just be down the wayside I mean, they they coming for that game to win that shit. So, I don't know who's going to – I mean, I don't know how good Miami really is. They have the talent, but they haven't been in this kind of situation before. Tua has not been – Tua has – well, Tua has battle-tested, but that's college, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, in my head, I have it down to Miami and uh, y'all. <laughs> and honestly, because y'all, y'all beat them the first time, right? So, yeah, it's going to come down to that last game. I don't think Miami gonna lose to y'all twice in one year, in my Never. opinion. So Never. I have to rock with Miami as well. So yeah, we going we got it the same pretty much. I really want Jacksonville to overtake Tennessee though. That that part I would appreciate, but that's neither here nor there. Now uh, in the NFC, first and foremost, who's winning the South? Because <laughs> obviously that's the top. Who's winning well, the, South? the division? Um, I think you said it last episode. The the Carolina owns a tiebreaker with Tampa Bay. For now. They got to play them again. So if they win, they'll leapfrog Tampa Bay into that position. 
Um, Tampa Bay is going to make the. I think Tampa Bay wins the South. It's Tom Brady. Like this, this. It's We've been to... saying that all year. It's Tom know, Brady. It's Tom Brady. I know. I know. I, know. And I have not seen it. <laughs> I know. Me either. Um, I'm going to say Tom Brady wins the division, though. Uh, and I and I and they're going to go in with a losing record, and Dallas is definitely in at ten wins. So six and seven, we have the Giants and Washington. Eight and five Giants, seven and six Washington. We have with Seattle. One tie. Seven Eight, and five and one, seven, six and one. Yeah, both both with ties. Sorry. Um, we have Seattle who's seven and seven, uh, Detroit who's seven and seven, Green Bay who's six and eight, and then the rest of the South who are all five and nine. Like just won't die. This is somebody <laughs> just like saying, kill me. And nobody's killing them. I feel like Tom Brady's trying to like, yo, please. I don't really want to make the playoffs. I'm trying to start my vacation early. Why do y'all keep losing down there? Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know, the North is scrappy right now. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is finding ways to win. He's starting to come alive. And Detroit, what I've been saying about my boy, man, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell's a dog, man. He he gets the that team will run through a wall and anything for that man. Um, I would too. Me too. And and Seattle, like Seattle, like Pete Carroll's that man. Pete Carroll knows what he's doing. He's on they on your schedule. Yep. Two of two of those teams are on our schedule, which is tough. Um and Detroit already beat us. And I told you already, Geno Smith coming to play against the Jets will make a great story for his his little legacy right there and, and the Seattle run for Geno, Geno Smith. Um, the Giants, I know they just won. Um, they really don't excite me. Yeah, because they got nobody to throw the ball to but except for Saquon Barkley. <laughs> That's it. That's all they got. Um, if I'm a betting man... I would say New York holds the six, and I say Seattle or Detroit finds a way to sneak in for the seventh spot. Got pick one, flip a coin. Pick one. I'm a big Dan Campbell fan. We're going with the Detroit Lions to sniff the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Okay, so why I like Detroit in this spot possibly is that their schedule is the at the Panthers, so that's basically a playoff game right there. Um, home for the Bears, who you know the Bears play play well, but they're not just they're not that good. And then the last game was against the Packers for all the marbles potentially. You know what I mean? So, um, the Packers are at home for that last game of the season. I don't think Detroit's going to go up into Lambeau Field and beat Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry, like that. Aaron Rodgers is not going out like that. So, I just I don't see that. Now, what the problem is that Aaron, the problem that the Packers have is that they have the Dolphins this week. And the Dolphins are tough, <laughs> and then they have the Bears, and then they have uh, uh, then they have the you know, not the Bears, they have the uh, Vikings, which is gonna be tough, but maybe not because you never know what Kirk Cousins is gonna get. And then you obviously have um the Lions game. So for starters, Tampa Bay is winning the South. Like they're at Arizona this weekend. The Arizona's just lost to the Broncos. Brian uh, Rippy and whatever his name is, they just lost to the back of a quarterback <laughs> to the Broncos. I'm sorry. They're not good. It's over. <laughs> Just tuck them away and start your little, you know, one, two, three, Cancun. So Tampa winning that game. And then Tampa, you think he's going to go 0-2 against the Panthers? I doubt it. I, I just don't see that. He's not going 0-2 this year against the Panthers. And then you have the Falcons. 
he's not losing to the Falcons. I'm sorry. So Bucks are going to get in. Um, probably with a winning record. Probably go one and done, uh, like he did his last year with New England when he lost to the Titans. I feel like it's going to be the same thing, one and done, and then he moves on to his next destination. <laughs> uh, but I'll give the the Bucks that. I think the Cowboys obviously are going to hold on to that fifth seed. New York, they're going to hold on. Uh, they have the Colts uh, next week. They're going to beat the Colts. <laughs> they have the Texans, I think, this week. They're going to beat the Texans. So there's not really much for the, the Giants to worry about. Um, let's see. No, 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 they have the Vikings. Oh, they got the Vikings, actually. So we'll see about that. Anyway, but New York's getting in. Washington, I don't know, man. If I had to pick, I think them getting that tie is going to be very beneficial for them because instead of being seven and seven, they're seven, six and one. Uh, even though they got robbed this past week uh, with passing interference on Terry McLaurin, I mean, on uh, Curtis Samuel, they still have a shot. But now they're going to the 49ers this, <laughs> this week. That's, that sucks. Then they're home for the Browns, but the Browns, you know, they're not going to just go away. It's still the Browns, they have good talent. And then they they finish off with the Cowboys at home. And the Cowboys may or may not have anything to play for at that game. I don't think Washington's going to get in. I think I'm going to put Detroit into the playoffs because um, Dan Campbell's that dude. I think I think Dan Campbell's got these boys ready to go. So I'll go Buck. I think we have the same thing again. I go Bucks, Dallas, New York, Dan Campbell. Not Jerry Goff, Dan Campbell. I mean, they got, I mean, Jamal Williams, Jamison Williams, DeAndre Swift, you know, uh, Amara St. Brown. They got dogs out there. They got dogs. So I'm going with, uh, I'm going to go with my my boy, Dan Campbell and them, and we'll see what happens. All right. uh, Let's move on to football. And I meant what I said when I say football. (laughs) So, uh, because we can't call it soccer right now. We don't, we're not allowed to do that. (laughs) Uh, me, A Rod, and a few uh gentlemen were at Riveters on Sunday. A little plug for Riveters. I don't know if y'all listening, Riveters, but a little plug uh to watch the World Cup game. So basically, let me explain my Sunday to y'all. I woke up at eight thirty in the morning and I started drinking at ten o'clock. And I drank from ten o'clock a.m. to ten o'clock p.m. to fit in all the sports that I had to watch that day. And started off with one of the greatest, if not the greatest. Everything I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I'll let A-Rod set the stage of the uh, World Cup finals. Set the stage. Set the table. Let it, let's te- <laughs> tease him a little bit. Let's let's get him in. <laughs> yeah, so, like KK said, we got up to go watch this game at Riveters. Um, probably the greatest soccer match of the World Cup right at the very end. And probably the most entertaining one that I've ever seen that, that, I, can, that I can recollect. Um, and I called it. I said it was going to go to PKs, but I, I, had, I had another outcome. Um, Messi, Messi is a wizard. So, so in the first half, it was a very boring game. Let's be honest. Like it was Argentina holding their own 2-0. And then you woke up the sleeping giant of Mbappe. Mbappe, oh my Lord. Um, he is 23. He just turned 24 yesterday. Or today, one of the two, but he is going to be a star, and he is going to be a star for a long time. Uh, Mbappe literally put the the French team on in his backpack and and carried them. Um, the subs and the defense, at the end too, really helped out because yeah. um, I got a I got a brain cramp with homeboy. They had to take him out because he was getting cooked by Di Maria on the opposite side. Um, 
it starts with a D. I don't know why I have a brain fart. Anyways, they had to pull his ass out because he was he was getting cooked the whole game. Um, and when that happened, you could see France was playing a little bit a little bit better. Uh, yeah. So we go into we go into uh, 15 minute first. Messi Messi scores again. Bappe says hold up, gets the hat trick, and then we go to PKs and. Argentina had that advantage. I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of players in Argentina who are solely from their clubs for their PK abilities. So it comes down to the end where Argentina is is winner with PKs and Messi is the greatest soccer player of all. Oh time. my god, he did not just finally admit it. Soccer. I'm not. I mean, it, there's nothing you don't have to admit it. You you saw it happen. There's nothing I have to see anymore. He is the greatest player of all time. He's won Copa. He's won um uh uh Spanish League. He's won the World Cup. That is that is the thing to save you. He doesn't have more World Cup wins than Pele, but I mean still Pele didn't play at a at a high competitive level like he did yeah. when he played in Brazil. So I have to tip my cap. Like I I don't hate Messi. I really don't. I'm just more of a Ronaldo fan. What I can appreciate about Messi, what I watched during this whole cup is I never really took into consideration of how great a player he is. He has been the best player on every team that he has played for and has been the most unselfish player I have ever seen play. Because let's be honest, he's been put on teams with so much talent. And that talent, when he when they put him in Barcelona and they and they gave him Neymar, and Neymar was like gunning for his job. And he had to learn to play with Neymar. And then they get Suarez, who's in his prime. And and that was that was an amazing team to play with. And he had to take, he literally took uh Rolandino's job from him. They pushed Rolandino out of the equation to make way for the That's my favorite league. soccer player right there. <laughs> yeah, it's one of mine too. Um, I hate that he played for Barcelona, but I love that he so I'm a Manchester United fan by birth, but when when Ronaldinho and, and all and Messi and all the boys was at Barcelona, just like I closetly cheer for a road tie, Nick Saban in them. Same way I do with Barcelona. Like I just Ronaldinho, and that that's what got me into watching Messi, and that's why I, I fell in love with Messi's game at a young age. I mean, wait, well, like, Real, a long time ago. Well, Real and Ronaldo had their card every time. They were winning more than they did. But uh, most Golden Boots, most Ballon d'Ors go to Messi. He's got the most of all time in seven. Um, he's got a hell of a resume, and and this was the one thing that you wanted to see. But I mean, I won't be damned to think of the conspiracies that were around around all the shit because Qatar officials and FIFA officials were always praising this. But no, 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 I won't. I won't jump into those. Trust nah, me. I'm on that. both that. You got to see. You got to see greatness play. But if you take Messi off that team, they are not going to be as good. I mean, there's some budding yeah. stars there. Julian Alvarez got got bailed out a lot because of Messi. Messi made him better. Messi made that team better. Every play almost that was scored, Messi had something to do with that goal. That um that uh that they got downfield Messi was the one that made the footwork out of that passed it yeah. didn't get the assist but created the play for the assist to I believe Di Maria who has no fucking right foot to save his life yeah but yeah. made that and it was a it was a beautiful goal man um but yeah Messi Messi is the best of the best I don't know if you want to go toe-to-toe with Pele I don't know what your credentials are because Pele has the most World Cup wins and was very dominant for his era but Messi, I, if you have to go one A one B, whatever, I don't care. But Messi's Messi's the front runner for me for all of it. Like he's done it all. He's done everything you need him to do. And bro, like how to go out on fashion? 
how to go out on fashion. It's it's it was great, man. It was great. It was a great game to watch. I mean, obviously, I was going for France. Um, I was ex- I was super excited watching Mbappe do all of that. Uh, I think, in my personal pen- uh, opinion, I think uh, they did wrong by taking out Griezmann too early. Um, and Giroud, Giroud's been I I preach this all the time on on um Townie's podcast. Like whenever you need Giroud to show up in an international game, like he shows up big for his country. And I feel like taking him out there was was a bad idea. Um, also, France didn't have Benzema or Pogba, who would have definitely helped out a lot. Um, but obviously, they they can't play in the game. But a lot of the guys stepped up for the team. Um, it just didn't go out the way that they wanted to. Yeah. Um, but great greatest soccer match I've probably ever watched ever on on TV, and, and it couldn't be at any other point. What's your take from it? Yeah, like in that first half, like you said, man, I was just. I was just sipping my margarita. It was $5 margaritas. It was fantastic. I was about to, I was about to leave at halftime. I'm, I'm sipping my margaritas, kicking my feet back, talking shit, you know, group chats and everything like that. Like, my goal did this and my goal did that. You know how it is, you know. And, you know, just clowning Ronaldo fans and blase, 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 right? And uh, that, you know, that bad man in Mbappe, man, whew, from the 78th minute on, took over the whole game. Single-handedly, Argentina the whole team was like shaking in their boots from that point to the end of overtime, right before PKs because Mbappe had him on a, on a, on a toes, bro. Like he just had this look in his eye, you know, that black Mamba look that Kobe be giving you stuff like that. He had that, like, I'm about to kill this shit. Now he made all three of the goals and he made his uh, PK. And I knew those other, I knew those that's other tough. Guys. That's tough to get three PKs. Yeah. yeah. And, and I knew I had a feeling like they were gonna choke. They're gonna definitely choke. And Bappe, man, he he is he he the torch wasn't passed in that specific game, but um he has the torch now. You know what I mean? I feel like after the game, they probably shook hands and then he gave it to him in the locker room. Uh Mbappe has got next on these on these Jones. And uh that that to me was uh, that made me so happy to see that because I didn't want Argentina to just go out there and just blow them out. France is a good soccer team, you know what I mean? Obviously. And I knew as we wanted to see this duo. We we want to see, you know, LeBron versus Kobe. We wanted to see Magic versus Michael. You wanted to see Larry versus Magic. You know what I mean? Like you wanted to see that. And we got to see it. And I mean, it, it was everything. Um the just, my heart couldn't take all that all that uh boom, 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 boom. Oh, man i was i was so invested man i've been i've been so invested in this world cup i have i probably have like six jerseys from this world cup which is insane man and i'm i'm excited to wear them all man yeah i got a ronaldo one that i just got i got the brazil one i, I can go down the list but um this was a great world cup to watch um my my takeaways from it was you saw mbappe's award when he got you know the best the the top score of, of yeah. the of the uh, world cup. You saw his face, you saw his emotions. It was just defeat, but also like, I'm going to be better next year. I'm going to be back. How How much better can he be? How could, how could you ask for more? Um, Benzema retired from international play. So he won't be playing for France. That's unfortunate to hear, but he's up there in age. Um, He just won the golden boot this year across soccer. So he was the best player in soccer. Sucks not to have him. Um, yo, the goalie for Argentina, I'm not a fan of him though. I was a little bit pissed on his antics. I was a little bit pissed about like the the dick thing that was stupid. Yeah, that was that was tasteless. Like this is the yeah. world like come on now. In the, in the world that was very tasteless. In yeah. the in the end and when they were celebrating in the locker room, they had a moment of silence for Mbappe. I wasn't really happy with that. 
And then when they brought the World Cup to France, um, they put a crying baby face on on the World Cup with Mbappe's face on it. Like, come on, man. And it was all his doings. Like, yeah. I he's he's he listen, he won. France should have won that World Cup. I'm not I'm not trying to go back and say and say what they did. He that goalie won it for Argentina because on that play where where all he had to do was just flick it up and kick yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Oh my God, that was the best save, right bro. <laughs> it was it was the most incredible. That was LeBron James blocked by James. <laughs> yeah, it was almost it was almost that good. Some people are saying it's better. I don't think it's better, but it was it was definitely a big a big bailout for Messi there once again to help him out, man. So um, that's my only takeaway from Argentina, but. Yo, Di Maria, I'm happy for him. He scored in in three World Cups. Uh, Messi, you finally become the goat. Um, all I can say is I'm a huge PSG fan, and it's gonna be a weird That's... meeting in the locker room between <laughs> Hakimi, Neymar, Mbappe, and your greatest player of all time, Messi. Walking that was gonna because, be my next point <laughs> because, because you know damn well that is not that is not Messi's team. Yeah, that's not Messi's team. That's Mbappe's team. That is Mbappe's team. <laughs> but once again, this is where I give Messi his credit. He conforms to everybody else to make them better. Neymar is still pretty young. I think he just turned 30. He's in his prime right now. You know, you got to make this guy better. Messi's 35. Mbappe's just turned 24. Like he plays the midfield perfect. Just like when they started with Argentina. He was starting in the midfield and getting these guys active. And then you saw him play the striker position in this last one. Like Messi, Messi can do it all. So tip of my hat to him. Like I got no beef with him. I still like Ronaldo better. That's just my personal choice. But I respect Messi's game and he's the, the greatest football player of all time, man. Good job, man. I'm so proud of you for finally coming around to the truth. Uh, but well, yeah, this is all that had to happen, though. This is all that had to happen. No, yeah, that was that was what was up. <laughs> that was uh, he was on the line. He came through. Like he came through this whole World Cup. But he he scored in every single game, if I'm not mistaken. So, I think, but one. No, I think he, he scored second. every single one. He might have. I'm not sure. He I know he assisted on on almost every yeah, single. Yeah, that's play. the other thing. Ronaldo is a great striker, but that's what he yeah, is. That's all he's he the is. Greatest striker of all time. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. He's mellow. Oh no, he's better. Bro. Mellow on steroids, but he can't conform his game to help out the rest of the team, and that's why he's yeah. right in the bench for Portugal. That's why he got dumped by Manchester United, and he's gonna have to go play in Saudi no, Arabia. That, there's, there's, that's, that's politics. I'll, I, we can have a podcast on that one. I'll day. leave this one alone. <laughs> leave it alone. Trust me, I can go on days for that, man. But shout out but, to my dog Lionel Messi. And uh, that's that. Now, finally, let's get to the National Basketball Association. I feel like we haven't talked basketball in a while, and I'm so ready for this. So the NBA, in my opinion, really starts to start really around Christmas time. You know what I mean? Like, that's when it's like right before the new year, you can kind of see a switch and a, and a shift in everyone's focus. Um, trade deadlines getting coming up soon. So now people are really trying to jockey for, okay, what do we really need, you know, to me, now we're finally here. You know what I mean? That's why I waited a while to get to the NBA again. What has been the stuff that stood out to you so far? Uh, I know you're going to talk about the Knicks, but add to that. Because the Knicks are doing well. I'll give you that. But add to that is more than just the Knicks. <laughs> um, the Pel- You have to pick the Pelicans. The Pelicans yeah. are fucking insane right now. They're doing so good. And I know everybody was pissed off at uh, Zion the other the other day, I think a car accident just happened outside my house. <laughs> oh wow, that's wow. <laughs> Does it sound bad? Yeah, I'm. We're gonna keep rolling though. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, 
uh, the Pelicans. Like I know everybody was pissed off with Zion the other day and him doing that dunk on the. On oh, the I Pelicans. wasn't pissed. I love that. I wasn't either. He took it personal. Yeah. You remember what they did last season to him, and he had the best answer for it. I loved his answer for it. So I'm not mad at Zion. I'm not mad the way the Pelicans are playing. Um, but how about the Magic sticking it to the Celtics? Not once, but twice, man. And Eddie and, House is out here crying and shit. Yeah, fuck Eddie House, man. But give me, give me my fucking flowers for telling you Paulo was going to be that dude, man. I know you hate Duke players, but Paulo is that dude, man. He's yeah. front runner rookie of the year unless something happens. Yep, you get um, your sauce for that. You you know I'm going to talk about the Knicks, man. The Knicks they they are a headache, but they seem to have, have figured everything out. And I love that like R.J. Barrett is comfortable with being a three on that team. I'm I'm, I'm comfortable with him being the three. He should be the one. But let the hot hand go. Let the hot yeah. can go, and and you can see how unselfish R.J. Barrett is as a player. I'm proud of him for that. Julius Randle's doing what Julius Randle does is the leader, and then Jalen Brunson, like, time for you to shine, bro. Show us why we paid this money for you. He's playing really good basketball. Yeah. We need a point guard, and we finally got it. Um, now, Mitchell Robinson is is a question mark for me. I don't know what you get with him. Um, it's it's kind of weird. Like, he always is in foul trouble. And then whoever was starting at the small forward position, I, you know, can improve there. But the bench is playing well. Um, I don't like this black balling of Cam Reddish. That kind of bothers me. Okay, isn't he like um, getting traded for sure though? Right. That's what I heard. They're gonna have to. Yeah. Like he's a healthy scratch every game, That's and it crazy. sucks because he played well. I, I don't get why they want to like. It's always something in the locker room, something small, and then you know how t- t- it's, it's Tom Thibodeau. Like, come on, he. He demands that respect kind of thing, and Cam's probably not having that. So, yeah, that to me has to do with uh, some locker room shit that's going on because obviously the talent is clear. Um, all right, um, I got I got two more for you. Yeah. Um, uh, the Sacramento Kings, Mike Brown. I'm happy for you, bro. Keep doing your thing. Develop that talent. Put them together and and, and make a run for this. Um, and the Utah Jazz, boy, were we fooled in the beginning of the season? But did we know this was all a joke? So. Yeah. Come on down to earth, Utah Jazz. Although there was a there was a sighting of a Jazz fan at the World Cup. Yeah, like what the it was a Donovan Mitchell fan, probably. It was probably yeah, this is, somebody get that guy a new shirt. It's probably a Donovan Mitchell fan. He needs to get a Cleveland jersey because I, you know, if LeBron played for the Utah Jazz, I'd be wearing the same thing too. I get it. So all right, that's good stuff. Um Boston uh is like five and five in the last ten, and they lost two in a row to the Orlando Magic. Eddie House is talking all this shit and crying. I'm proud of the Magic and how they've been they've been playing. Marco Fultz is starting to look a, little, a lot better. They have Bobo, who's already I, is Wembenyana already. They don't even need they don't even need to go get uh, Wembenyana for France because they already got a Bobo. Like, what you gonna do with a Bobo and a Wembenyana? Like, <laughs> it's the same exact player to me. Bobo is is, is like that. So I like what the Magic. I got bet going you they tell him that. I bet you they tell him that in the locker room and say, if you don't play well, we're going to go get him. And we're going like, to get your replacement because we obviously don't need you. Yeah, we get exactly. him. <laughs> it looked just like you, basically, but he went first overall. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, I like how they've been coming along strong. Um, I, obviously, the Knicks have been pretty, you know, decent this year. Um, but the team that no one's talking about, it's like when they're playing well, no one's talking about them, the Brooklyn Nets. They're 19 and 12. They've won, uh, they've won nine of the last 10 games. They've won six in a row. Kyrie Irving is averaging 26 points a game. Kevin Durant's averaging 30 points a game. Their team isn't starting to gel. 
ain't nobody talking about the Brooklyn Nets now. They're playing well. They're they're in the fourth seed right now, right? What, uh, one and a half games behind uh, Cleveland, who was another you know revelation. How much of an impact that Donovan Mitchell's had on that team? But let's 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 not forget Brooklyn is still one of the teams that's going to be favored to win this whole thing because if they don't have any, look, they're not going to have. There's not going to be any Kyrie Irving having to leave the stadium anymore because there's no vaccination thing for him. They're not going to have to worry about him, uh, you know, doing something random because I think he's finally learned his lesson. As you can see, he's been pretty quiet these last couple of weeks. Um, he has, but Kyrie Irving never came yeah, out with I, Kyrie. Yo, though, that suspension, and he had to go to the principal's office, Mr. Adam Silver. Adam Silver gave him a, a nice little like, yo, bro, you got to stop. And then I think that Nike thing probably is like, that was the other thing. Like when you lose that, I mean, I know he's going to probably go for like a black or brown owned uh, shoe thing, which is fantastic. But that Nike money was, that Nike money was good. So I think those two top things. Selling shoe. Yeah. This is a top selling shoe for Nike. Exactly. exactly. So these, those two things probably was the reason why he's like, all right, I'm going to chill out, play my game. And that's it. So to me, Brooklyn is, um, is doing well. And I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I'd still right now think Milwaukee's the best team in the East, in my opinion, because uh, Giannis is to me still the best player in the NBA. And then over in the West, Zion is healthy this year, crossing our fingers, knocking on wood for him to stay healthy because this is what we want to see. Like we want to see, like we see in the NFL, all the quarterbacks are passing the torch to the young quarterbacks, the Mahomes, the Burrow, the Herberts, the Jalen Hurts, the Mars, you know what I mean? The NBA. You know, LeBron's the last of the Mohicans, and then Kevin Durant is followed, and then Stephen Curry. You know, that old generation it has to give it up to this new generation at some point. And Zion is one of the faces of that new generation. So it's good to see him healthy. You know, we saw what the Pelicans did in that. Um, mind you, they've lost four games in a row. So they're in a little bit of a, a free fall right now. Uh, they were at one point they were number one in the West, but uh, they're you know, they they, they got to get their, you know, get their feet back together. But Zion, I'm just happy to see him healthy. Um, Zion, uh, the, the the Nuggets, Jokic is crazy, man. He had, he had like 40 points, 27 rebounds, and like 13 assists. I'm like, I'm like bro, this dude is is remarkable. Um, and then B, Joel and B too. Like, you know, we had this conversation last year about the big man being back. It's, and they, they're, they're all like the leading scorer. Joel and B is the leading scorer in the NBA. Joel Embiid is the leading scorer. Um, and then Giannis is number four. Uh, it's, it's it's nice to see the big – and then Jokic is dominated the, the number two in the West right now. Kawhi is finally playing basketball again. Uh, Damian Lillard is now the all-time leading scorer in Portland. He looks a lot more motivated. So I feel like with Golden State having to deal with Steph Curry's uh, shoulder and LeBron's and Lakers got to deal with Anthony Davis' injury, they're in a very dangerous spot right now because they're 11 and 12. And ahead of them is Luka Doncic, who I don't see, you know, falling out. Utah will probably fall out. So it's going to be Golden State and L.A. once again probably fighting for two playoff spots. I mean, for one playoff spot, if those injuries really make an impact. Um, Sacramento, I don't, I still don't really believe in that much. But I do think uh, DeMontis Sabonis is a fantastic basketball player. And that, Sabonis is a hey, fantastic so basketball player. Huh? Them on crap teams, they just yeah. Them on I, crap teams. I know, I know. And did you hear what Wally Zerbiak said about uh Halliburton? No, 
Yeah, Wally Zerbiak was on he, he your Wally Zerbiak because he was on I think he was on the MSG network or the Yes Network, one of those channels, because he was covering the I'm Knicks. Hey, he was one of the guys in the studio and he was talking about the Knicks versus Indiana game the other day. Uh that you guys won by three, right? And he called he I, the way he talked about Tyrese Hellebert, and it sounded personal. He's like, he's a fake wannabe all-star. I was like, like he just in the middle of his of his uh you know analysis, I was like. What did, what did Tyrese Halliburton do to you? He's leading the league in assists, and he's doing pretty decent for Indiana, so I don't know what happened with that. But, uh, yes, yeah, bonus is played for bad teams, but Indiana's right on the cusp of a playoff uh, berth, and, San, and Sacramento's right on the cusp. So uh, they're starting to come up a little bit. Um, the big question, obviously, is, you know, is who's, who's, who's going to fix their issues first? Golden State is terrible on the road this year. And now they're going to be without uh, Steph Curry for a little bit. And the Lakers are very inconsistent with, with their lineups and everything like that. Russell Westbrook is playing a lot better. But once again, Mr. Street Clothes is back in street clothes. So, I mean, I don't know. Who do you think is, is – who is in trouble more? Or who is going to be able to get out of this situation the best, <laughs> in your opinion? I think, I think Golden State will be better than the Lakers because they at least they have a bench and – Who's their bench? I, I, I haven't heard anything from the bench this year. Let's not forget they just won the NBA championship, bro. The luckiest NBA forget. championship I've ever seen in my life. Hey, then then take LeBron's away from the Lakers, then, bro. Then take it away if you How want to. How is that lucky? That game. The bubble? Well, I don't want to sit here and debate it, but people will people will say that I won't say it's lucky, but people will say that that was a luck one too. Short how season, how can that be lucky? Know. I'm just telling you. What I, what I know people will tell you. No, they're Anyways, trying to fight me. They're going to fight me. Then. <laughs> I I think, well, AD at one point was playing like old AD. He turned back the clock. and was playing, playing like, like this. <laughs> yeah, he was playing good. But, dude, I don't know what it is with him. He's just like, God, what was that player's name? Um, Played in the NFL. He wasn't injury prone, but he just made like bonehead plays. And I feel like that's how AD is whenever he comes like down to land or do something. Uh, Rob Johnson, that was the guy. Rob Johnson always was making bonehead plays in the NFL. Like the way AD comes down on anything, gets a rebound, his legs start sliding. Like, bro, I know you love Kobe. I get it. But you know what? Kobe wore some high top shoes. Yep. Get those in them bitches and stop wearing low top shoes. I'm over this bullshit. I'm over this bullshit. This dude. Went to help up LeBron and almost, if you were Lakers fan, this man is always this street crows AD, man. He's he's trying to he's trying to do what Derrick Rose did for so long on his injury and give us his best Derrick Rose impression. He's about like 400 claps away on the bench to tying Derrick Rose all-time clap record, man. So... Hurting having not having AD is going to hurt them. Now the Lakers are always swirling about these trades and stuff. Like you and I say this all the time. Like I don't know if they can really do that. Is but but we've seen stupider things happen. We've seen Danny Ainge do what Danny Ainge. I'm does, trying to man. figure out what's out there that they can go get. So I don't think they're trading Russ anymore. I think, and like I said before, this season started. When the season started, man, I'd be onto some stuff when I'd be talking. I said. If Russell Westbrook decides to come off the bench, he will win six man of the year. It's that simple because that is a role that's perfect for him for the situation that he's in. He comes on the court when LeBron's off. 
he plays on the ball when LeBron's on the bench or LeBron is playing. Like it, it just works. Okay, it just works, and that's part of the reason why AD's having such a good season because Russ is feeding him the ball properly. So, same thing is going to happen with Thomas Bryant. I think Thomas Bryant is a, is a pretty good basketball player. I think this is going to be good for him this next couple of weeks to fill in that AD role. But what trade is out there for him? I know um, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine are not getting along right now from, from what I'm, yep. I've am i been reading. Uh, Chicago does not look good. And I know DeRozan wants to be a Laker. Like that's He's made that crystal clear. And there was a trade package that um, I don't know if Shams or one of them um, said that was proposed or something like that. And it would work, you know, get rid of Kendrick Nunn, Patrick Beverly, and somebody else, and some and like a 2028 draft pick. And you get DeMar DeRozan. Like, oh, and I think it was DeRozan and uh somebody if it was Vucevic, it's probably not Vucevic, but it was definitely DeRozan and somebody else. And yeah, I think I saw that would make that would be fantastic, right? Or even if they get uh what's his name from Indiana, uh Miles Turner. And Buddy Hield, that would be yeah, perfect. They're, they're trying to get them both. Yeah, that would be those are the those are the only two that I see that that would happen. And I don't know what I bet you. Indiana's like you've been on this, you've been on our dick for three years on this shit. Like pull the trigger or or get off the pot, whatever they say. Like shit, get off the pot. Like do it or not. Yeah. Like Buddy Hield is is slipping away in that offense. Like he and the Lakers are just like, well, you're not using him. And then Indiana's probably like, well, you know why we're not using them dickheads? Like, we, we want, we're want we not going to give them away for cheap because we'll just throw them back in that offense and we, you'll see what he'll do. So it's it's like it's like two imbeciles fighting over something, like, that don't have any, like, reason behind it. Miles um, Turner doesn't want to be there. He's literally just putting on his best game face to go out there and play for a team that really doesn't see them in the future when he should be your focal point. I don't get that with Indiana. They 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 get a new player here, like this is our guy, and then yeah. ship him out, and like this is our guy. And Miles Turner's like, "What do you want from me? What do you want from me, dude, bro? Like I'm I'm averaging a double double every night, and I'm leading the league in blocks all the time. So what do you want from me? He's at two point two um, blocks this year. <laughs> he has what? He's two point two blocks a game. Just he's so it's Brooke Lopez two point seven, Nick Claxton two point four, Miles Turner two point two. No matter what, he's always going to be in that top three or four. Always. Yeah. Always. He's always there. He's consistent with it. Yeah. But the Lakers got to make a move, man, because that bench is a joke. The bench is a joke. Um, we nah, keep Russell saying we're going to see. Good. Austin Reeves. Who? Austin Reeves. A white boy can ball. He better than, uh, he's better than, uh, what's Caruso? his name? Headband. Caruso. Oh, man. I miss Caruso. But Reeves. I mean, Reeves be helping out them girls in the stands when he be sliding in, hey, grabbing them up. Dude. He went into sickle mode. <laughs> he did, man. That's what it'd be like playing with Le- with LeBron. Um, he's he's good, but I mean, two guys aren't going to win you that shit. Kendrick Nunn was a, supposed to be that guy, and Kendrick Nunn had an excellent rookie season and it just fell off from there. Um, Pat Bev, what a mistake that was. I mean, Pat Bev is good for one thing. He gonna have your teammates back, and he's gonna be the crazy guy in the court. But he don't do shit. Like he's don't yeah, he, do shit. <laughs> he's not he's not the Houston Pat Bev. He's he's not that Pat Bev. That Pat Bev was good. The, no, the Clippers this, Pat Bev was to me was at his peak. Uh, I feel like Houston he was better. I feel like with the Clippers, he was just starting to get under your skin more. Um, and that's what his job was then is to that, be that the guy sense. that gets under your skin. And the Lakers don't need that. The Lakers don't need a guy to get under your skin. They need offense. Yes. Yeah. Everyone 
he's annoyed with LeBron's play calling, and we're going to wait around 10 seconds for his play calling and his antics, and why is LeBron James doing this? And, oh, I think AD just tied his shoe, and he seems to have been out for the season now. So, like, AD, that man is coming in every game on a wheelchair for me. I don't care until and you and you, and if I'm Darvin Ham, I'm like, listen, man, you're almost seven foot. I was a six nine, six ten big in the league, and I wore high top shoes every game. I wore and I, and I played a long career. They teach you that in you middle know, school. Like, <laughs> I don't get it, man. I don't get it. These bigs, like, they just want to go out there and beat Kobe. And like, no, I get you might have idolized him, but Kobe was like, damn, I wish I had his height. Yeah. Look at Hakeem. Look at those guys. Work them down low games. Yeah, you got your three-point shots. The high top shoes ain't going to make you fucking not be able to shoot a three-pointer. Like, come on, man. Like, AD is embarrassing to watch all the time. Now I'm sick of talking about AD now because it's like he does so good. And you're like, there it is. And then he gets hurt. And it's like, I don't want to blame him for getting hurt. But fool me once, you know, shame. Like, it's like if a, if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, and it quacks like a duck. It's not a chicken. It's a damn duck. Like that's what it is. And if it's every single time he gets nicked and bruised, it's, it's his back. It's his Achilles. It's his knee. It's his foot. It ain't Russ. It's not Russ. And Russ is doing what we said he needs to do. Yeah. Russ is literally coming off the bench and could possibly be a six man candidate. He's Don't playing good shit. off. The bench. He got that shit on lock. And AD just, AD just can't stay fucking healthy, man. I know. So if it's on me. I think I think Golden State can ride it out a little bit till Steph comes back, but I think I think the Lakers are in. Like LeBron's got to be like, "Fuck, I'm 37, bro. I'm 37. 38 next week. 38 next week. Jesus. He's got to do this shit again. Yeah, and I bet you he's going into Palinka's office every day, and he's like, you "Call anybody this week? Okay. I wouldn't even. Would I wouldn't even say week? anything if I was him. I would just peek in his office." You get a little head bop in there and then walk out. <laughs> like, you got to put a little subliminal like, pressure. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm curious to see because, you know, we, we love trade deadline. We love everything that moves around then. Yeah. I'm curious to see what the Lakers yeah. move. The best they can do is Kevin Love, then that ain't it. So, I don't know. No, nah, because, we'll I mean, the clip, I mean, the Cavs, the Cavs are a better, way better situation than the Lakers. I don't know if I'm Kevin Love. I'm staying my no, ass. I know, but I'm saying, like, if, <laughs> if if all they can get is, like, a Kevin Love or something, like, yeah. that's not going to be – Kevin Love's too old now at this point. So – and he's he's coming off the bench, so Dang. I don't know. He's on, anyway. He's on the third best you, team in the East. Here we go, Kevin Love. <laughs> Kevin Love's doing his thing. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's wrap this B up with some uh, pick-ems. Um, I think we – I think last week was bad, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. I think I missed a lot of those games last week, me personally. But I've really been slacking on tallying them. I promise to God, right after this show, I'm tallying them all up. I still think you're in the lead, though. I'll wait. I still. I'll wait. You promised me. I'll give you. I'll give you the numbers. I'll put them all down and I'll send them to you, and then we'll 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 have a big fucking reveal on the next one and where we are in week sixteen. All right. So going into the last last couple of weeks, I want to be on the see, on the see. All right. We got some weird games this week, so they're not they don't feel as cool as they were last week, but they all have important implications. Giants at the Vikings. Vikings. You know what? When you come off some skull. What? So they say skull. Oh, skull. Oh, yeah, that's kind of cool. I was kind of jealous. I was like, damn, but we have fight with flop, but that skull thing is pretty, you know, it's pretty cool. 
it's it, to me it's it's always hard to win off coming off of such an emotional high that you just came back from. Like when they had the Minnesota miracle, remember? And Stefan Diggs is like, you know, I'm him, da, 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 and then they shot the bed the next week. It's hard, bro. It's really hard. But the Giants are just not that good. They're not. They don't. They don't. They don't do it for me. So I'm gonna rock with the Vikings. Who get another home game? Go figure. Lucky them. Uh, we'll we'll agree there. All right. Uh, both six and eight Raiders at Steelers. It's the uh 30th, I think they said 30th or 40th anniversary of the Immaculate Catch. Uh, I think it's the 40th anniversary of the Immaculate Catch. Um, on Christmas Eve, who you got? God, what a shit game! But they both need um, it, they both need it. <laughs> Steelers at Vegas, no, Vegas at Steelers. You know what? Give me Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. It's going to be cold. Raiders don't know that cold like that. Man, that's a that's a good point. And Mike Tomlin got Kenny Pickett back healthy. It's a Saturday night Najee game. Najee Harris kind of figuring things out. He is. I I'm I'm Mike Tomlin fan all day. And the the Raiders do what the Raiders do break our hearts. I'm I'm going I'm I'm staying I'm locking me in locking me in with Steelers. You know what? I'm gonna have to agree with you again. Uh, believe it or not, I was actually considering the Raiders, but the Raiders have been so disappointing this year. I just cannot count on them to do anything right because realistically, they should have lost that Patriots game. They got lucky with the Keelan Cole touchdown in the corner, even though his foot was definitely out of bounds, and then the you know, Jacoby Myers, Ramondre situation. So they got lucky to beat a bad Patriots team. I think the Steelers defense is a little bit better. I think Mike Tomlin is a little bit more locked in. Uh, they might bring out the black air forces for that game. I'm going with my boy, better. Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially them being at home in December. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. All right. Both of them need this one. Packers at Dolphins. That bad man, Aaron Rodgers, or Tua Tagalavoya. This one's tough for me. Yep. Because my my head says the Dolphins. But Aaron Rodgers has been qu- kind of quiet lately. Yep. He hasn't been as vocal as he's been. He hasn't called out his team. He hasn't gone on the Pat McAfee show and made a complete ass of himself. Like he'd be he hanging out with does. Kyrie Irving. Like I'm, I'm, I'm convinced they both be on the same wave. Sometimes they're like talking too much, and then sometimes oh. they just do their job. <laughs> Uh, Ky- Kyrie is just weird. I think Aaron Rodgers is just Aaron, like, no, Aaron Rodgers uh, is weird to me. <laughs> no, he's, he's very weird, but I feel like Aaron is like, okay, I've done enough stirring of the pot. Now just let it simmer a bit. And I'll just watch everybody talk about it. Both of them need this. And I really want the Dolphins to lose this one. I'm going Packers. Give me Packers. Man, um, as much as I want to believe that the Packers are going to win that football game because I do love me some Aaron Rodgers uh, on the field, at least, because sometimes he'd be pissing me off when he opens his mouth too much. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think the Dolphins are just a better football team at this point um, than the Packers. And they're at home. Um, I'm going to go. And, and uh, Josh, I mean, Mike McDaniel uh, used to do that San Francisco offense, and he knows how to beat Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to rock with the Dolphins on this one, uh, but uh, much to my 
my surprise, actually. All right, next game. <laughs> Bengals at Patriots. You think Bill Belichick going to back it up with another L? Uh, give me the Bengals all day, bro. <laughs> you don't think, think Bill Belichick going to shut that shit not down? not going to lose on a play like that, but they're going to lose. They go practice their ass off this week, and they go fix whatever oh, problems they have. <laughs> all right, I'm going with the Bengals. Mac Jones is going to be tackling dummies. Fucking Jacoby Myers is going to be the second string quarterback at <laughs> practice. You can see how to throw. No, no, we, this, bro, this is Bill be Belichick. Stop that. Stop that. They're, all right. Last. Saints at Browns. Saints have an outside chance to win that division. Well, they only a game back. Uh, the Browns have a chance to make the playoffs as well. So, uh, what, uh, who you got? Um, Saints are too banged up, and I, I think they threw in the towel. Give me, give me the Browns. It's at home in, at Cleveland, and New Orleans doesn't know that type of cold. In my head, what has Cleveland ever done to me that like makes me want to trust them in a important game like this? It's really hard for me to uh, just believe that they're going to be able to win this game. Did the Saints played last week, or were they on a bye? Okay. I don't know. Oh, they oh they beat the Falcons. They yeah, beat the Falcons yeah. last week. Um. Andy Dalton, you know, he he did his thing. I mean, mind you, it was desperate. I'm pretty sure the entire I'm pretty sure the entire division is the Spider-Man meme split one and one everywhere. You know what? I'm gonna rock with the the God, the games in Cleveland. Nah, it's not true when it's I gotta go with Cleveland. I gotta go with Cleveland. Just, I, I wanna I just, go with the Saints. But huh? the Saints have not impressed me all I want to go with the Saints, but the Saints have not impressed me all year. I mean Kamara that, that played game, well they had in the back. Is Marshawn Lattimore back yet? I don't think so. Yeah, and I Jordan, I think. Their defense, I mean, their offense is, is inconsistent. Yeah, I got to go with I got to go with the Browns. I'll go with the Browns on this one. So we only differ on one this week. But as much as I want to pick the Saints, I just I can't see it. I just can't see it. Plus, we have the draft pick, so I want them to lose anyway. So let's go Cleveland. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Look All right. Wrap, wrap us up. <laughs> All right, so uh, follow us on Twitter at fair underscore weather pod, uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can search for the Fair Weather Podcast. You will find us there. And wherever you subscribe or listen to podcasts, you can get the audio there searching for the Fair Weather Podcast. Words of encouragement. Um, I really don't got none this week, man. Just everybody be safe. Um, you know, stay out of trouble, stay out of the way. And uh, mind your business. <laughs> just keep um, your mind, just study your own grass. Your grass is fine. <laughs> yeah, Christmas is coming up. Hanukkah's coming up. Kwanzaa's coming up. All of those are coming up. Everybody be safe. Everybody be smart. Everybody use Ubers. Um, hope you all enjoyed the World Cup because I really did. It sucks that we don't get to see it for another four years, but it is going to be stateside. In the U.S. of A., the North America, Canada, Mexico, we outside. <laughs> for that man but everybody be safe um we're gonna record next week or we're we gonna give it a break next week we gonna give it a break we should be back in the new year though we should be, okay we'll, we'll see we'll see guys we'll see we'll see what we'll see what's going on be determined to tbd adios there we go 